Can you get your criminal case dismissed at a pretrial conference? That's the question we're going to be addressing today. Hello, my name is attorney Paul Whalen. I'm with a Ford Law. At a Ford Law, we practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts. Our fees are set on a sliding scale, which is based on your income. What that means is that the less you earn, the less you have to pay for our services. So let's talk about pretrial conferences uh, in general to start with. So the pretrial conference is a, uh, an event in, in court um, after an arraignment and before a trial. So the pretrial phase is probably the longest part of a, of a case. Uh, oftentimes cases get uh, settled during the pretrial conference, uh, during the pretrial stage anyway, uh, whereby somebody pleads out to the case. So they, they take what's, uh, what's been negotiated as far as a, an, an agreement with the prosecution, or they take it to a trial. Um, a question we often get is, can I get my case dismissed at the pretrial phase? Well, uh, the answer to that is, of course, it depends. Uh, one of the things is that, a pre that your case can be dismissed at a pretrial conference, but that's rare. Uh, I say it's rare because uh, it's totally up to the uh, discretion of the prosecution, up to the district attorney's office. A, uh, we can't ask to have the case dismissed uh, if there's no basis of law at a pretrial conference, and a judge cannot dismiss a case against uh, over the Commonwealth's objection. That has to do with the separation of powers. One is in the executive branch, one is in the judicial branch. In any case, uh, the judge does not have the authority to dismiss a case over the prosecution's uh, over the prosecution's objection. That doesn't mean that your case can't get dismissed. However, uh, your case may well get dismissed, uh, but it has to be brought before the court uh, in a separate event. So, not at a pretrial conference. We would have to schedule it for a motion to dismiss. Uh, a motion to dismiss uh, based on some sort of issue of law. Um, motions to dismiss can be either evidentiary, where uh, live testimony is taken or uh, documents are pr produced for the court, or it can be a non-evidentiary hearing, uh, which is also called a de Benedetto motion or a four corners hearing. Um, it's called de Benedetto because that's the case, Massachusetts versus de Benedetto, which um, gives the court the authority to hold these hearings uh, and to dismiss the case if the judge feels it's appropriate. Uh, it's called a four corners motion because the judge is supposed to um, restrict his or her analysis of the case to the four corners of the police report. So what happens is, uh, in any case, um, it has to go through some sort of process to get a criminal complaint issued. So sometimes you can have a clerk magistrate's hearing where there's an actual hearing where uh, testimony is taken uh, before a clerk magistrate, which is a uh, it's a judicial officer, sort of a junior judge in a way. They have a lot of power uh, and they can um, issue a complaint or decide that there's not probable cause to issue the complaint. Um, a clerk magistrate hearing is hugely important because it prevents the case from going forward and from ha holding an arraignment. Uh, if you have an arraignment on your case, there's an entry that is produced on your criminal record, and that's always there unless you can get it expunged or sealed. So sometimes there's a clerk magistrate's hearing, sometimes they're not. But in any case, somebody has to review your case to find that there's probable cause in order for the criminal complaint to go forward and for you to be arraigned on the case.
Now, the, uh, De Benedetto says that if there's not probable cause, so if we feel as, as your defense attorneys that the complaint should not have issued because even looking at the uh, evidence that's contained in the four corners of the police report, uh, even in the light most favorable to the Commonwealth, we say that there's not probable cause for the complaint never should have issued uh, and therefore you shouldn't be before the court. And that's what a De Benedetto motion is. There are no outside documents that are allowed. There's no live testimony that's taken. It's limited to the police report itself, to whatever the clerk and magistrate had before him or her when making the probable cause decision uh, originally. You can have motions to dismiss which are evidentiary, and that's where you do have live testimony or documents or something, something in addition to just the police report. Uh, in any case, the judge has to find that uh, given the weight of the evidence uh, and uh, given the, um, they have to give the benefit of the doubt to the Commonwealth. So those cases getting dismissed at that, at that time uh, are not uh, very frequent, but it's definitely worthwhile uh, to, to do so, to bring the motion, because if you are successful, then your case goes away, your case gets dismissed, uh, and, uh, and that's the best possible outcome you can have uh, in a criminal case. So um, those are motions to dismiss. Now, there are also motions to suppress, which we talked about before, which suppress evidence from coming in. So certain items, such as guns or drugs, statements, things like that, uh, if they if if they don't have the the items, so say say you're charged with possession of of a class A, uh, which is a uh, a narcotic, and for some reason we we convinced the judge that <clears throat> let's say the search was uh, invalid, the police should not have been able to get the uh, to get the evidence to get the drugs, uh, and that the evidence those drugs should be inadmissible at time of trial. Well, if the Commonwealth doesn't have the drugs to introduce at trial, or you know the uh, the lab report saying what what the items were, uh, then there's no case. Uh, your case would have to be dismissed for lack of prosecution. That's different. Those motions to suppress are different from motions to dismiss. But ultimately, in, in that case as well, your case could be dismissed um, prior to trial. So uh, motions to dismiss, motions to uh, suppress, extremely important in your criminal cases. Uh, we would take a very hard look at any uh, sort of issues that might be uh, might be appropriate for such motions, because in a lot of a lot of cases, uh, those motions can be uh, determine the outcome of your case. And if we're successful at that stage, cases get dismissed and you get on with your life and don't have to worry about uh, the criminal charge hanging over your head. So uh, at Afford Law, as I said, we do practice criminal law and family law throughout Massachusetts. And our fees are based on a sliding scale based on your income. We're trying to make ourselves as affordable as possible to the hardworking men and women of Massachusetts. Because let's face it, if you're facing a criminal charge or going through a divorce, uh, you have to come up with a lot of money generally to hire an attorney. And that money is well spent because an attorney representing you for either of those situations has a, a huge impact on the outcome uh, and, and a huge impact in your life going forward. So you should absolutely be represented in both of those matters. Uh, so we're, what we do is we try to make ourselves as affordable as possible. We want to give voice to the hardworking people of Massachusetts in the courtroom. Uh, feel free to visit us at affordlaw.org. Uh, I'd love to speak with you. If you have any questions, book a free virtual appointment with me. I'd be happy to answer any questions that you might have. Because at Afford Law, we're making justice affordable. Thank you.